Hello, Darklings, and welcome to the Nocturnal Mysteries Podcast, a show about the paranormal, supernatural, mysterious, and things that go bump in the night. I am your host, Jenny. Please come and join me. Sit down and place your fingers on the planchette, and let's jump right into this nocturnal mystery. Listener, I want you to take a moment and think about the last trip you took, specifically the hotel you stayed at. Think about the lobby, the architecture, and more importantly, the room. Hotels can be described as many things, luxurious, relaxing, stress-free, and comfortable, to name just a few. The biggest compliment a hotel can get is that its guests do not want to leave, and in some cases, they never do. For those of us who have an interest in the macabre, staying at a haunted hotel may be more exciting than terrifying, but for most, even the thought is just plain unbearable. Movies like The Shining, 1408, The Haunted Hotel, and Psycho all remind us that there is an uneasiness associated with being away from home. Although a hotel can feel very much like a home away from home, it is both a foreign and intimate space. Somewhere where we feel comfortable enough to sleep and bathe, although it is unfamiliar and uncontrolled, which can create a sense of vulnerability. A hotel is a place where some people go to do things they cannot do at home, and for others, It is simply a safe haven during travel. Regardless of the reason for staying, strangers will always intersect in places like this. The thought of experiencing a paranormal experience only to be surrounded by rooms full of strangers can be unsettling, to say the least. What causes hotels to be such a hotspot for paranormal activity? I think Dan Aykroyd said it best when he said, quote, When you have thousands of people in a building for 50, 60, 100 years in one building, all those experiences, the residue they're leaving behind and the wake, like the wake left behind a boat, allows a past to invade on the present. On this episode, I will be exploring the history and hauntings of the Fort Garry Hotel in Winnipeg, Manitoba, one of Canada's most haunted hotels. The Fort Garry Hotel, located at 222 Broadway, is one of the oldest hotels still standing in Winnipeg. The hotel, designed by architects George A. Ross and David H. McFarlane between 1911 and 1913, is the only example of the chateau architectural style in the city. Built by the Grand Trunk Pacific Railway, which later merged into the Canadian National Railway, The hotel served as a luxury accommodation for their elite railway travelers. The goal was to streamline travel to make it easier for the user. The hotel provided such luxury that the rooms had washrooms attached, something very uncommon during this time. The hotel officially opened to the public on December 10, 1913, with what the Manitoba Free Press called, quote, an opening ball of great brilliancy. The first overnight guests were welcomed the following day on December 11, 1913, 
Originally, the hotel was to be named the Selkirk Hotel after the Selkirk settlers who came from Scotland to live in the Red River Colony. The name was changed to the Fort Garry Hotel, being named after Upper Fort Garry. After acting as the Hudson Bay Company headquarters until 1882, the majority of the land that Upper Fort Garry stood on, including the surrounding area, was sold. All that remains of Upper Fort Garry today is the North Gate, which sits right next to the Fort Garry Hotel. The streets to the east and west of the hotel also commemorate Upper Fort Garry as they are named Fort Street and Garry Street. The Fort Garry Hotel itself is closely modeled after the Chateau Laurier located in Ottawa. The Chateau style is an offshoot of Neo-Gothic, which has been deemed unofficially as the architectural style of Canada. The Fort Garry Hotel is Winnipeg's only example of the Chateau architectural style. In the early days of the Fort Garry Hotel, it was one of the tallest buildings in Winnipeg. As it was located only a block away on Main Street, the building was easy for passengers to spot when arriving at Union Station. The building has 13 stories, of which only 10 stories are used, and houses 246 guest rooms. It has a, quote, steeply pitched roof, punctuated by multiple peaks, progressively smaller dormer windows. Its exterior has elaborate decorative stonework, and the attic story is surrounded by windows set in stonework crowned with Gothic decorations. All of this made the Fort Garry Hotel stand out as the grand building it was. In 1980, it was designated a National Historic Site because it is a chateau-style hotel, which is of national significance as an architectural type. As the hotel was connected with the railway and Union Station, the Fort Garry Hotel, like many other hotels at the time, had what is called a hotel hustler. This is a horse-drawn buggy that would transport guests between the hotel and Union Station. The Fort Garry Hotel's large coach was painted brown and gold and drawn by a pair of well-groomed horses. Many hotel hustlers would shout for the attention of their guests, but the hustlers from Fort Garry Hotel would not. They were extremely professional, courteous, and well-dressed. This only added to the elite status of the hotel. There is also an urban legend about a tunnel that connects Union Station to the Fort Garry Hotel, but no evidence of this tunnel has ever been found. Many staff have spent hours searching the basement endlessly, looking for the entrance to the supposed tunnel, but none have been able to uncover it. During its prime, the hotel had many famous guests, including musicians, actors, and even royalty. Queen Elizabeth and King George VI stayed there during their royal tour in 1932. Other famous guests include Louis Armstrong, Liberace, Gordie Howe, and Harry Belafonte, to name just a few. The ballrooms, the Crystal Ballroom, and the Concert Hall, located on the 7th and 8th floor of the hotel, have seen their share of change. These ballrooms were known for their opulence and grandeur. Both had intricate oak woodwork, decorative windows that allowed for views of Winnipeg, and large chandeliers. These ballrooms were the host of many parties and events. The prestige of the hotel only added to the event, regardless of how prestigious the event itself was. For many people, events were the only way that they saw past the entrance of the hotel, as staying there was beyond many of their budgets. The Fort Garry Hotel has had an incredibly long-lasting streak of luck in regards to avoiding completely devastating incidents. 
there have only been two reported fires at the hotel that have caused any noteworthy damage. The first was on June 11, 1954, that caused only slight damage to the 12th floor. On December 7, 1971, a much more devastating fire occurred. It was contained to the 7th and 8th floors, but smoke damage was evident throughout the hotel. There were no casualties and only a few minor injuries. All 95 guests of the hotel made it out safely, although one gentleman was forced onto a 7th story window ledge to escape the blaze. The fire caused over $1 million of damage, but the hotel was able to keep its doors open. During the late 80s, the hotel began having money problems, owing $2.5 million in taxes and was in, quote, urgent need of renovations to modernize it. It was purchased after a brief stint of being owned by the city of Winnipeg for $1 million, with an expected spending of about $12 million to complete renovations. The hotel reopened about a year later. In 1990, the hotel converted its ballrooms into a casino, which was then removed 10 years later. With a long and rich history like this, there is no wonder that the Fort Garry Hotel is considered one of the most haunted hotels in Canada. Most of, but not all, the recorded hauntings seem to have taken place in a specific room. Room 202. This room is infamous, with many people requesting it specifically when booking. Although very well documented, no one seems to be able to pinpoint when the activity began. Guests in this room report being frequently woken up in the middle of the night. Some also report feeling a presence in the room, although they do not hear any voices or see anything. Just the feeling of being watched. Others have woken up only to the figure of a woman or a man staring at them with unblinking eyes while standing at the foot of the bed, with the figure being dressed in older style clothing. The figure has been reported to completely vanish within just a few moments, leaving guests wondering what is going on. Some guests report hearing soft footsteps moving around the room. Sometimes, the footsteps seem more like a wet sloshing sound coming from the bathroom, as if someone just got out of the bathtub. The muffled sound of crying coming from inside the room has also been reported. The closet door will open on its own, the light will go on and off, and sometimes people will hear the sound of metal hangers being moved from side to side. Many people have reported the feeling of someone being in bed with them while they are sleeping. Although a unique experience, it is frequently documented. Some claim that any pictures taken in the room will not develop. The Make-A-Wish Foundation allowed one person the chance to make his wish come true and stay in room 202. He loved every moment of it and took pictures of the room and of his trip. The pictures of the trip turned out great, except no pictures in and around the haunted room turned out. The recipient of this amazing gift was thrilled, saying that the ghosts were camera shy. Hotel staff are not immune to these paranormal occurrences. Approximately 10 years ago, the Winnipeg Free Press reported that two cleaners had seen liquid running down the wall that looked like blood. With a reputation like that, it is no wonder that some staff refused to go anywhere near the room. Another thing that has been reported is that the windows in room 202 are frequently shattered and needing replacement. 
Although the identity of the ghost haunting room 202 is unknown, some people believe that her name is Kate. Whoever she is, her story is chilling. The local legend is that not long after the hotel's opening, a young bride and guest at the hotel was complaining of a headache. She sent her husband out to get some medication, but he never returned. He was struck by a carriage and died instantly. Being so upset and shocked at the loss of her husband, the young bride committed suicide in the room. Room 202. It is said that she hung herself in the closet. Legend says that her spirit is still waiting for her husband's return to this day. This couple's tragic end could begin to explain the activity in the room. Like many other legends, there are variations to this one that suggest the woman was murdered by either her husband's father or her brothers in a twisted story of class wars, forbidden love, and a possible pregnancy out of wedlock. If you decide to visit the Fort Garry Hotel, but are unable to get room 202, don't worry, you may still get a ghost experience out of your trip. Guests have reported hot and cold spots and unexplained noises at various locations throughout the hotel. One of the hotel's owners, Ida Aldo, had a famous encounter. She and her husband lived in the hotel for a time, and one night, after an argument, Ida decided to go to bed. When she was laying down, she could see a figure who she assumed was her husband enter the room and sit on the bed. Although her back was turned, she swears she felt the pressure of someone sitting down beside her. When she turned to talk to her husband, no one was there. Supposedly, this happened in room 528. This just shows that the paranormal activity at the Fort Gary Hotel is not just confined to room 202. The details of Ida's story are very similar to that of former MPP Brenda Chamberlain. Before her stay at the hotel in 2000, she had no idea the hotel was supposedly haunted. In the middle of the night, she was awoken by the feeling of someone laying in bed with her. Since she was staying alone, she jumped out of bed and turned on the light. No one was there. After a while, Brenda decided to try and go back to sleep. After about 45 minutes, she was awakened again by the same feeling. She said that she could actually feel the bed move. When telling a colleague about the incident, she then learned that the hotel was haunted. Her story made national headlines at the time. As she was a skeptic, she did not want to say the event was paranormal. Like many haunted hotels, the Fort Gary tries, at times, to shy away from its haunted history. But with so many ghost hunters and paranormal investigators coming to the location, it is hard to conceal the legends. This reputation has led to repeat guests over the years. It is reported by the hotel that a woman from Thunder Bay, Ontario would regularly visit the hotel and would insist on staying in the exact same room every time, even if she was offered a free upgrade for a better room. Can you guess what room it was? You got it, room 202. She would insist on the same room, as she said that is where the spirits would come to visit her during the night. According to her, the ghost appeared to be a woman in a long white ball gown and would appear at the end of her bed. The spirit would then disappear out the window. Although a lot of the time, the ghosts of the Fort Gary Hotel seem to stick to individual rooms, there are times when they have made a more public appearance. Many different guests have reported seeing the ghost of a woman in a white ball gown in various areas of the hotel. 
Many believe this to be the spirit of Lady Macmillan, a woman who attended the opening of the hotel in 1913. There are accounts that she attended the event wearing a long white ball gown. According to those who have seen her spirit, she seems to be a match. No one knows why she is still haunting the hotel over a century later. A security guard for the hotel told of a strange experience he had one night. When he was doing his overnight rounds, he came across a locked ballroom that had not been in use that night. When he did his rounds earlier, he observed the ballroom to be empty and everything seemed perfectly normal. When he opened the locked door, he was shocked to see 10 candles arranged perfectly in the shape of a star. The guard was adamant that absolutely no one had access to the room and could not explain how the candles could have arranged themselves inside a locked room. Another staff member told a story where they were working an early morning shift and went to use the staffed washroom before they started. When they walked into the washroom, something felt off. After looking around, they saw a skirt lying on the floor. Suddenly, a small access panel, maybe a foot and a half off the floor, opened. For the rest of the day, the staff member said they felt like they had a weight on their back, like giving someone a piggyback. This lasted for the rest of their shift. After their shift was over, they went back to the washroom and said, quote, you can get off now. The second they said that, whatever was hanging on left and the staff member felt much lighter. There are rumors of another ghost that has been seen in the Palm Lounge of the hotel. Supposedly, a performer who used to regularly play in the lounge met his untimely end when he was tragically shot in the head. When his spirit is around, people complain of sharp pains in their head. A phantom diner has also been mentioned by some, unsure who he is, although he has been seen by both staff and diners. One night, after cleaning the kitchen, a staff member entered the locked dining room around 4 a.m. after hearing noises. When he entered the room, he saw a man sitting at the table. Shocked, he ran to grab another staff member. When they returned, the man was gone. Could this have been the Phantom Diner? Now, before you get the wrong idea, not all the staff are believers. There are some on both sides of the spectrum, some skeptics and some believers. If you look hard enough, you can find many accounts of activity from staff on anonymous forums and websites, or sometimes even in the news media. Regardless of what you may or may not believe, the hotel knew that it needed to address the amount of inquiries it was receiving about room 202 and the activity throughout the hotel. At one point, the hotel would offer a brochure that would describe the hauntings and the locations within the hotel that they took place. This site is also a popular stop on ghost tours in the area. With such a history of activity, it is no surprise that the Fort Garry Hotel is one of the most popular ghost hunting spots in Manitoba. What do you think, listener? Are you brave enough to spend the night in room 202? Remember, you can't hear things that go bump in the night if you aren't willing to spend the night. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Nocturnal Mysteries podcast. If you would like to keep up with the show, you can follow me on Instagram at Nocturnal Mysteries Pod, TikTok at Nocturnal Mysteries, or Twitter at Noct Miss Pod. 
after the episode releases, I will post pictures of some of the things I talked about so you can get an idea of what the hotel looks like and any other interesting tidbits I can dig up. If you have anything that you would like to hear me cover on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out on social media and let me know. Also, I am honored to be part of Bad Secret Media with one of my personal favorite podcasts, The Secret Levels Podcast, a retro video game review show. You can go to badsecretmedia.com to find all the information on all the shows that fall under the Bad Secret Media umbrella. And finally, before I go, I would like to give a huge shout out to the man behind the mysteries, the show's executive producer, Toby Von Doom. The show would not be what it is without all the hard work he does in his editing magic. You can find him on social media at Toby Von Doom. Make sure to give him a follow. Until next time, stay curious, stay weird, stay kind. And before leaving the board, don't forget to always say goodbye.